0: Hey everyone, welcome to Southern Pride Storytime and thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we're going to continue the Snow Queen with part three. Where we left off, both Snow Queens are on the move. Anderson's having just kidnapped little Kai and Elsa out of panic when she revealed her powers to her people and dumping them all into an early winter. The people are afraid and the Duke of Wesselton wants to hunt Elsa down, but Anna says it's her fault, correctly by the way, and wants to find Elsa and have a talk with her. Anna puts Prince Hans in charge, and then she goes off after her sister. Elsa, on the other hand, has never felt so free. She's finally able to try out her powers and build a massive palace as her new home. Back in Anderson's tale, Gerda spends the rest of the winter heartbroken that her best friend has vanished and is probably dead. She assumed that he had drowned in the river, so she put on her little red shoes in the spring and went down to the banks to see She offers to give the river her shoes if it gives back Kai, but the river only tossed the shoes back. It didn't have Kai, but to double-check, she went out onto a little boat and tried to test again, and the river still wouldn't take her shoes. But the boat got loose, and Gerda drifted away. She passed beautiful flowers and budding leaves and could only hope that wherever she was going, it would lead to Kai. Eventually, she passed a cute little cottage in the woods and an old lady scurried out to help her get ashore. Gerda tried some of the woman's delicious cherries from a bowl, and while the woman took off her flower-covered hat and locked the door behind them, the old woman combed Gerda's hair, telling her all about how she's always wanted a little girl, and with each stroke of the comb, Gerda forgot more and more about Kai and her home. Then the old woman went out into the garden and used her magic to force all of the roses to sink into the earth as though they had never been there, so they wouldn't be around to remind Gerda of Kai. From then on, she allowed the pretty girl to play in the garden, though it seemed to her like one flower was missing. Then one day she noticed which flower was missing. A rose! She saw one in the flowers on the old lady's flowered hat. She thought of the ones she had been that had been in the garden when she arrived, and when she couldn't find them, she began to cry. When she did, her tears fell on where the roses had sunk into the ground, and the flowers shot up. And she remembered the roses back home and Kai. The roses said they had not seen Kai underground, so he wasn't among the dead. She asked the different flowers if they knew anything about Kai, but while each flower had its own story, none had anything to do with Kai. Giving up on the flowers, she escaped the garden and ran barefooted into the woods. She had the chance to look around, and when she did, she noticed that it was late autumn, when it had been the dawn of spring when she entered the cottage. Her feet grew cold and wet and raw as the leaves fell around her. Eventually, a large raven landed beside her. She asked if the raven had seen Kai, and he said that a local princess had just taken on a new husband who was a commoner and who was very witty and clever. Greta knew that this must be Kai, because he could do fractions in his head. So the raven took her to the palace, and his beloved, a tame raven who lived in the palace, helped sneak Gerda in. She peeked into a bed and thought it was Kai, but when the prince turned his head, she found that it was not Kai, and Gerda cried and told the prince and princess her story. They suited her up with warm clothes and supplies to help her and let her head further north to find Kai. They asked her to stay, but she just asked for a carriage and to be on her way. They gave her a warm, firm muff for her hands and sent her off in a golden carriage with a coachman dressed in gold back into the woods. The raven went with her for a few miles, and then they parted. In Disney's story, Anna, who has never left the palace, is searching for Elsa. Her horse immediately ditches her, and she needs to thaw out at wandering Oaken's trading post. She banters with him a bit, and Kristoff enters while they're talking, and when Oaken wonders where the storm is coming from, Kristoff says that it's from the North Mountain. Oaken then gets into an argument with Kristoff and throws him out, and Anna bribes Kristoff into helping her find Elsa, and on their way, They are attacked by wolves. They fight them off, but lose their sled in the process and must continue on foot. Gerda is riding in her very conspicuous golden carriage and is about to learn that traveling the fancy royal way has its downsides. Naturally, some robbers come and seize the golden carriage and Gerda away from the coachman, and a little robber girl wants to keep Gerda as her own companion. Gerda tells the little robber maiden her sad story, and the robber maiden was a terrible, violent, spoiled brat who seemed to like Gerda, but also threatened to kill her if she ever displeased her. She had several pet pigeons and a pet reindeer in her tent. She threatened the reindeer with a knife and then went to sleep while Gerda worried about her future. I would too, holy moly. (laughs) The pigeons told Gerda that they had seen Kai and that the Snow Queen had him, The pigeons said that the Snow Queen probably took Kai to Lapland, and the reindeer agreed. In the morning, Gerda told the robber girl what she had learned, and the robber orders the reindeer to take Gerda to Lapland. In exchange, he would be free once she found Kai. Day and night, the deer went on and on until they reached Lapland, as Anna and Kristoff search for Elsa and run into Olaf, who leads them up the mountain. Back in the kingdom, Hans seems to be running things pretty well. Still, when Anna's horse returns without her, he decides to go and find her. The Duke of Wesselton sends his two subordinates to assassinate Elsa. Anna and Elsa reunite, and Anna tries to bring Elsa home, but Elsa's determined to stay in order to protect Anna. As before, Anna pushes and pushes with emotional appeals rather than calm reason and logic. Elsa needs things calm. Emotion makes her powers go haywire, and like before, Anna pushes until Elsa's power bursts out of her, striking her sister unintentionally in the heart. Elsa then evicts them from the palace using a giant snowman, who was going to leave them alone until Anna throws a snowball at him, and he then violently attacks them. In his defense, he's made of snow, and she threw a snowball at him. And if somebody threw a weird piece of human meat at me, I'd probably be pretty offended, too. He chases them over a cliff and goes back to his guard duty. This is when Kristoff notices that Anna's hair is turning white. The strike to her heart is taking its toll, and they need to find help fast. If you like this story and you like this podcast, please subscribe Um, give it a good review, share it with all your friends and family members. You can find me on Facebook. You can share me there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And next time we'll go to the final part, chapter four of The Snow Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in.